Welcome, everybody, to Beers in the Lot, episode number three. We got into some pretty good topics here tonight. We touched on New York Islanders and Philly uh, game five, a little discussion about uh, Robin Leonard and Mark Andre Fleury over in Vegas, how well Braden Point's been playing for Tampa, and uh, we also talked a little bit about some of the weirdness that's going on with all the goalies getting hurt in the strange goalie situations. Um, and we only mentioned Toronto like, I don't know, seven or eight times this time. So here we go. All right, guys. Y'all ready to do this? Let's uh, let's open these beers. What do you say? Let's go. Yeah. Let's go, boys. Mm-hmm. Hold on. What are you Excellent. drinking tonight, me. I have a local brew. Ooh. Fancy guy. From Old Mother Brewing. In downtown Frederick, Maryland. It's called Dire Wolf. It's a double IPA, double Citra IPA. It's pretty tasty. But you got AA, Ron? I am drinking a Moosehead Rattler, grapefruit Rattler. Oh, yeah. I love these things. I could drink these all day. You're still in summer mode. I'm still in summer mode, man. This is the best thing to drink when you're on the lawnmower or after playing hockey. This is the best. Oh, yeah. It has juice in it and vitamins. It's juice. It's good, it's good for you. <laughs> it's got antioxidants. He's going to want to run a marathon after this. <laughs> don't be careful, though. Grapefruit can make some of your medications not work. So don't do, don't take it if you're oh, on birth my, control. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Did you did you eat tuna for lunch today? Anybody eat tuna for lunch? Tuna gang. You gotta we'll be careful to... that mercury poisoning guys, I'm telling. <laughs> tuna gang. What are you we'll drinking to... tonight, John? You got something good? I, I have uh I'm not as fancy with you guys with your summer uh seltzers and you know your double IPAs. <laughs> I just I have a good old fashioned beer here, a twenty four ounce Labat ice. A mortar because right. yeah. I go hard in the paint. So. <laughs> <laughs> at, least, at least it's a mortar. Yeah, yeah, twenty-four ouncer. Don't play around. State, stadium can, stadium yes. can. That's right. Debone, what are you drinking over there? I got Blue Mountain Brewery from my home state of West Virginia. Hopwork Orange, Ooh. delicious orange-infused IPA. Oh, you Let's have go. juice. You have juice too. I do. Juice, I do. And an IPA. You're being healthy. <laughs> yes. Wow. Exactly. I've been really health conscious lately. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I don't know how I feel with all you health nuts here. You guys are. I don't know. I feel so well, crazy. Speaking of health, uh, we hoping for Barzal's health here, or what's going on? Aaron, I have a bone to pick with you about Islanders right. Philly. Okay. Because <laughs> I think, I think the four of us secretly or otherwise maybe overtly i don't know we all kind of want philly to lose three pens fans and one washington fan don't (laughs) don't want philly to do well that's weird and 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 i think maybe you jinxed them a little bit earlier we're all watching uh what is this game five now and and you said oh the islanders are gonna win or whatever i said Probably and it's then, three to one, and then and then all of a sudden Philly scored the two goals to go up two one, but then the Isles came back and got a couple, right? 
And Philly and now just Philly just over. Scored <laughs> it's all your fault, Aaron. Damn it. Philly just won game five in overtime to extend the series. <laughs> so it's going to game six. Miles up three to two. All right. Well, you know. So so I'm blaming you. Fair enough. Fair enough. What would you what would you say you do here, Aaron? <laughs> I just cut the sound. I just try to edit out mic click or pen clicks. That's all I do. Pen clicks. <laughs> well, maybe Barzy comes back for game six then. I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully. Know. We, we didn't really see him much at the end of this game, right? So Yeah, because he got hurt in the third, right? Uh yep. yeah. Yeah, Giroux follow through. Uh, high stick. It wasn't called due to the fact it was a follow through. It looked like um, it got him under the eye. Hopefully, it didn't right. get him in the eye. Yeah, that's unfortunate. It's already an Islander out there with the cage on, isn't there? Komarov, Komarov, Komarov. Yeah. Yeah, Uncle Leo. Well, but <laughs> but touching on that. Hello. Uncle Leo. But, hello. What kind of touching on it though? I mean, we we didn't really. Jerry. Hello. Yeah. Hello. We didn't. We didn't. Now I want to go off on a totally different tangent right now. Yeah. But uh, this is not a kinda, Seinfeld podcast. That's right. It's yeah. not a Seinfeld podcast. We can be, but not tonight. Um, <laughs> if you kind of you know, we were we were talking about the Islanders in general. They have a lot of like, good pieces right now and their top guys are playing well they're getting secondary scoring and also Varlamov has been really good and then Grice when he stepped up to the plate and we'll get into goaltenders a little further down the road but he has really been a good 1b option for the Islanders through the through the playoffs so far and in general this season plus Barry Trotz is behind the bench I I like that formula there yeah Trot's I, formula. Yeah, it uh, and there <laughs> that Islanders team is executing it to a T. Mm-hmm. They they all of their pressure points are on the outside of the ice. They don't allow they didn't allow Florida for sure. They didn't allow Washington and now they're really not allowing Philly up until maybe the last game and a half here to get to the middle of the ice and get good chances. Um, they're just so strong on the wall, uh, so strong in the corners. Um, it's, it's pretty interesting to watch. It's actually kind of boring to watch. Um, the Islanders don't really generate a lot of chances themselves, <laughs> um, capitalize, but, right? but they, they, yeah, they do capitalize on their chances. Um, they've made the flyers pay on the power play. Um, and they just prevent good offensive teams from getting to the middle of the ice and being dangerous. Well, we saw it that game too. I mean, they capitalized uh, in in the third period, but they were, like you said, they were getting outplayed the whole game. Yeah. I mean, we were talking earlier, right? And Mm -hmm. uh, so we just watched game five and Philly won because of Aaron. And I'm bad guys because he jinxed the Islanders. And sorry, New York. <laughs> and, and, but uh, Philly actually drove play uh, through most of the game. They were leading in shots by I want to say ten or twelve shots at some points during the game. Um, if you if you follow along with 
you know, some of the folks on Twitter that post like heat maps of shots and things like that. Like the Flyers were getting to the middle of the ice right in front of the Islanders net. So they were getting high, high danger chances. Um, So they probably deserved to win. I, I have one issue kind of with the Islanders rap out there and coming from a Penguins fan, it almost kills me saying, you know, they say, Oh, it's boring hockey. It's lame hockey, but you know, kind of, it is boring. It is to some extent, <laughs> but Barzell had 60 points this year. Yeah. And the other thing too, if you look at the way they're playing, it's kind of, it's interesting. They're shutting all these, you know, somewhat, offensive, you know, kind of – I wouldn't say juggernauts because that's not the right word for Philly and some of the other teams. But, you know, they're shutting really decent skilled players down. But then when they're going on the offensive with their odd man rushes, they are exciting. I mean, you, you kind of – Yeah. It, so it is – and I understand Barry Trotz, you know, typically boring style, et cetera, et cetera. But I think kind of the Islanders, I mean, I, I get the, the vibe from them. And even their fans, you see it on Twitter. I don't think they care if they play a boring – game because if they win a cup who freaking cares yeah so we're, we're used to seeing right now i wouldn't <laughs> care and we're used to seeing kind of the avalanche the avalanche now kind of dallas stars uh vancouver vegas you know they're putting up goals every single game so yeah. that to us is sexy but yeah you know tonight it was what was the final score three two but it was a good game the third period especially on yeah. that was a that was a good solid game i like that so four yeah. three four three sorry Yep. 4-3. <laughs> Overtime. <laughs> Overtime. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, John, you mentioned goalies earlier and how, you know, Varlamov is, is you know, he's obviously the number one in, in on the Islanders. And, um, you know, Grice can come in and, and play in a back-to-back situation. And, and they're probably going to get good goaltending and they're going to have a chance to win, right? Um, so a situation out in Vegas, right, between Leonard and, and Marc-Andre Fleury. Um, and I've been thinking about this a lot, especially after last week when, you know, Fleury's agent posts the painting of the DeBoer sword stabbing him in the back and uh, – you know, the speculation is because everybody thinks that Flurry should be getting more time than he is in the Nets. And I don't know if that's right, because I think Leonard's numbers are really good. And uh, the, the, the place that I go to with that is, you know, uh, Vegas is very fortunate that they have a 1A and a 1B, like you said earlier. Um, however, I think with Leonard... Uh, you if he's in your net, you should win. If Flurry's in your net, you can win. And there's a right, there's a difference there. Like Flurry can play well enough that if you give him goal support, you can win. But Leonard could win you a game, I think. Oh, absolutely. And and the other thing too, you touching on Flower. You know, I, I like the guy. He has a special place in my heart because he's a Pens ex-goalie and the the first season in Vegas was pretty special you know going to the cup and all but you know this year for whatever reason you don't know if it's kind of mental or just maybe his skills or maybe even just the way he is you know Leonard came in and the way he played etc and Leonard had a good year in Chicago before he came over but you know right now if you're Peter DeBoer 
Leonard is giving you the best chance to win right now. Flower came in. Uh, they did come back against Vancouver and won that game. Flurry, I don't think was responsible for all those goals. Maybe there was one or two. Maybe kind of either under or overplayed. And Flurry does have that tendency throughout his career, not always, you know, kind of consistently year to year. But there are stretches he'll either over or underplay the puck or the shot, and that hurts him. Mm-hmm. Leonard at least is a little more concrete in his structure. I think yeah. part of that is the goaltending coach he had with the Isles. Um, yeah. He went with Barry Trotz. What's his name again? Mitch Corn. Mitch Corn. That's right. Um, some people even say that's why Braden Holpe the last couple of years is kind of he's looked good, but he hasn't been up to par for what Holpe has traditionally been. Yeah. Um, Leonard had Mitch Corn. You know, the year prior did insanely well. Uh, also, there's some mental issues too. You know, he's battling depression and alcoholism and got himself out of that. So that's always good. Yeah. Um, you want to yeah. you want to root for a guy like that, especially. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and also, yeah. and also as goofy as it is, I mean, you could call it cliche. Robin Leonard's playing for a job next year. I mean, this is a good <laughs> chance. Cashin, he's unrestricted free agent. He signed a one year deal in Chicago with the hopes, you know, that uh, he was gonna, you know, maybe steal that job from Crawford. And Crawford had some injury issues, so Leonard played a little bit. But then uh, the trade deadline, Chicago at the time was kind of on that bubble slash fringe of not making the playoffs. So they they dealt him. If you're Vegas, it's a good situation to have. You have a 1A, 1B. But, I mean, then Chicago ends up getting to the playoffs technically and upsets Edmonton. <laughs> and Crawford played really well in that series. But, uh, you know, I, I, I hate saying it too. Like Robin Leonard gives the Vegas Golden Knights the best option to win every night so far. So. I, I think with that situation also is uh, Flurry is such a good guy. Like people just want him to play. They want him to be that goalie. Yeah. You see it. You see it with the Pittsburgh fans. They still blame Murray for getting or losing Flurry. Right. But yeah, <laughs> like, that wasn't touched, what happened. I mean, I, they, they went with the younger goalie. You can't really blame that. You when know, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of mentioned this in our group text. You know, we were talking about Tuka Rask a little bit. I feel like Pittsburgh, Boston, Philly, I'm sure there's a few other teams. Washington's kind of the same way. They have a perfectly fine goalie who does their job, has a bad game or two. Oh, no, we don't have a goalie. We'll never win a cup. Insert <laughs> yeah. goalie's name. They're yeah. gone. You know, free agency, expansion draft, however you want to label it. Oh man, if we only had a goalie. Oh, this is yeah. horrible. You know, like you, you can't I mean, I I hope for Carter Hart cuz he does show a lot of promise. And yeah. you know, he's highly touted out of Everett. Um did really well with Everett in the Western Hockey League. So I I do think he's a good talent. I would like to see him in Philly cuz if Pittsburgh and Philly are combative against each other in the next couple of years, it'd be great to see. It's good for the league, I think, when Philly's in the mix. They're a little nasty. They play a little gritty. I kind of like that for the league. But, man, let's say in, like, two or three years <laughs> something happens in Philly, like, they're going to drive him out again. I mean, they did the same thing to Bob. I mean, and then he went on and won two Vezinas in Columbus. So yeah. You kind of <laughs> wonder, like, and then Philly fans the whole time, man, we got to get a goalie in here. It's like, well, you just had one. So what? I, I don't I don't get it. So you, you know it's kind of funny because you you talk about that and I don't know if you noticed, but uh, in the beginning of the playoffs, you had uh, Simeon Var- Varlamov who played on the Caps, and then you had uh, <laughs> uh, 
uh, Philip Grubauer on the Avalanche. <laughs> yeah, I'm playing for the Cap too. They're all in the Stanley Cup final. I mean, that, does that come back to Mitch Gorn? Uh, Grubauer, yes. Varlamov. He was under Kolzig, right? No. I can't remember the history, but I want to say Grubauer, yes. Varlamov, no. Yeah. Is how that went. Um, but Mitch Korn came from Nashville with Barry Trotz. Right. And everybody knows that, like, if you look at Pecorene, right, like, he was awesome while Trotz mm-hmm. was there. And then right after he left, there were – there was a bit of a decline and there were lots of questions about Rene going forward, even to this day, to the point where I think he lost the net. This Soros played for them. Right. In round so, Robin or um, playing, however you want to label it. Well, under so, trots, they had great defense, but they didn't really have that scoring. Right. And nationally. Yeah. 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 And so there's a lot made of that too, where, um, People say that, uh, you know, Trotz kind of suppressed um, his offensive players in Who Nashville. they had, though? Like, they had – well, I mean, they had, like <laughs> – they had Fisher – like, Forsberg was there at least one season uh, when he – when Trotz was there. And the whole idea behind that was that, like, Trotz, at that time, the rap on him was he didn't um, – he didn't promote his younger players – and he didn't allow guys to go play offense. Like, he wanted them to play safe. That was, that was the reputation that he had at that time. I think when he went to Washington, um, there was kind of an agreement that, yeah, I'm going to institute my defensive structure, and I'm going to bring my guys. I'm going to bring Lane Lambert, who, you know, runs his penalty kill for him. Uh, I'm going to bring uh, – uh, the uh, I'm gonna Mitch bring Korn. I'm gonna bring Mitch Corn and he's gonna train our goalies to get to that point. Um, but I think you know there was an agreement there that hey you're gonna have to let Ovechkin and Backstrom and Kuznetsov at the time who was a very young player when he when Trotz first came uh, you're gonna have to let those guys kind of go um as long as they're doing you know what they need to do in your own end i don't think you can really hold those guys back offensively though i don't know (laughs) Uh, well i don't know ask dale hunter he he completely screwed that team up (laughs) but you know what you know what's kind of funny and i love the guy because i grew up watching him but he he's a scumbag he he completely (laughs) screwed that team up for you know Coaching, coaching wise, aside, but the Barry Trotz thing, like, I almost think for him to go very hard nosed defense, because Nashville, I mean, even up to now, to some extent, they're not a cap high team. They can't just yeah. in the market. Now, the last yeah. couple of years, because they went to a cup final, they can kind of spend a little more because they're able to attract some free agents. Yeah. But, you know, Barry Trotz had to kind of work with what he had. So you said Mike Fisher. Yeah, he's okay, but he's not going to put. 50 plus points up a year. Mike Fisher is going to lead your team. He's going to do all the right things, et cetera. Barry Trotz though, I think when he went to Washington, it was almost like he can kind of have his cake and eat it too, where the stuff he lacked in Nashville, he can kind of go, okay, I'm going to let these guys be the thoroughbreds they are and run. 
but then was able to within you know some of Kempney and a few of the other role guys, you know Devonte Smith, Pelly, where they could play that two hundred foot game that he needed to, while also bang a few bodies, and then you know really just in, instill that kind of hard working man's mentality that he had in Nashville. And then you look at it now, the Isles like Lee Nelson, Barzell, the Bailey, whole lineup, man, the whole they're like, all <laughs> every those, line. Every line not only works hard, but they have an ability to create offense. And it's almost mm-hmm. scary because it's because kind of like I said, it's almost a hybrid of like that Caps and Nashville style where it's like, you know, he's there where it's this hard-nosed workman ethic. But, you know, what I said too, you know, when they're getting their opportunities, they're cashing in and they're making it look good. They're not, yeah. you know, it's not these greasy goals you're seeing. They're, they're actually really nice plays. I mean, that goal to tie it from Broussard, uh, Bailey came, I think it was Bailey that went behind the net. They kind of no look spin a ram, a backhand to the other side Clutterbuck. of the net. Yeah, Clutterbuck. Oh, it was Clutterbuck? Yeah, yeah. Oh, geez. Clutterbuck. Yeah, it was fourth that line, guy. dude. That yeah. was wow. Clutterbuck yeah. and Derek Briscoe. Well, that makes sense why I said was Brass still in the league, so he's on the fourth <laughs> line. Um, but, but, um, but, you know, guy, if he's empowering guys with, you know, three minutes yeah. left to go on the ice, those guys, and they're doing things like that, that's a special group you have. And that's kind of, you know, we always talk about it with Stanley cup teams. Like, you know, yeah. we, we talk about LA years ago, like, Oh man, they had Jeff Carter and Dowdy and Toffoli when they were, yeah. you know, yeah. well, but you look at other guys like Kyle Clifford played a big part, Jared Nolan, those guys, you know, the fourth and third line guys still played a big factor in those games yeah. and those teams. So they're dangerous for sure. Um, I don't think they can beat Tampa though. <laughs> I, Tampa, Tampa is, is that? Is Chara all going to be back? Doesn't matter. Fuck Chara. They they have. <laughs> if you wow, you know I was saying it. Saying it. Fuck Chara. I, I was saying our group chat, and I I fully agree with you. You look at Charlie McAvoy. Subtract what happened to him last night with the hit from behind. I mean, he kind of turned at the wrong moment. Yeah, it, it sucks. It's unfortunate, but you know Charlie McAvoy goes and runs around and does really asinine stuff for a guy who should be your number one D-man, you know, moving the puck. I honestly think his days are numbered. I think the second Chara's out of there is at deterrent. Because Chara, I mean, you could say what you want. He's a slower skater. He's not playing as much minutes. Like, no one really wants to fight the Bruins He's because still... you have to answer. You have to answer yeah. to that seven-foot mountain right. of a man. He's still a big, strong, mean dude on the exactly. ice. Like, exactly. You do not want to mess with him. Exactly. I think when Chara <laughs> retires... I almost think it's open season on half of that Bruins team. Just like some of the dumb stuff they've been doing for years, running around, licking people like Marchant. I mean, it's just crazy. But, Hopefully but he's first. I want to go, go, go back to Kucherov, though. Yeah. If he's out, does it matter? Does it really matter for Tampa? No, because Stamkos is already out. I, I think it's plug and play with that team. I, I think really so do. too, and I also think that the guy that would really hurt them is Braden Point. He's he's the yeah, guy this year. Right? I I think mm-hmm. I I think if if Tampa wins the cup, Braden Point gets the con Smythe. That guy is driving play for them. Mm-hmm. He goes and gets pucks on the wall in the corner. He could skate. Like he could skate like Barzell and yeah. on the Islanders. He's so fast. I think I think he's a little bit bigger, a little bit grittier than Barzell is. Uh and then he can make plays and finish. 
Like that, and and all. Oh, by the way, he. I think he's third in points in these playoffs right now, behind McKinnon and somebody else. So I think it's. Uh, is it Heskinen for Dallas? Something like that. Maybe. Maybe. I, I don't. I one I of the really two. Yeah. Know, right. Something like that. But he's right up there with these guys. If Tampa wins a cup, Braden Point wins a Con Smythe for me. Like you know, what's also great about Braden Point. He makes six point seven five million dollars, <laughs> and if you are, I mean, they could, you could, you could spin that nonsense. They say in, you know, in in some of the other cities that are Florida and all that jazz, like, oh, there's no state tax, et cetera, et cetera. Everyone in the league gets paid in United States dollars. So William Nylander makes more than him. Oh, he doesn't get he doesn't get state tax either. Correct, but but that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, even if you're in Canada. You still get paid in U.S. dollars, so the there's a little bit of a buffer there too. So Mitch Marner makes more, William Nylander makes more, John Tavares, and Austin Matthews. So that's forty million dollars that Toronto is spell, spending for four guys. There's talk they want Petter Angelo, so that may be Whoa. like almost high fours, yeah. almost fifty million dollars well, for and five guys. They're going to have to give him years, too. They're going to have to give him, like, three or four years. Well, so. and because he's a unrestricted free agent, he would get seven in Toronto versus eight in St. Louis if he stayed. But Braden points under that number for another two seasons after this year. Oh. Now, granted, he'll get a big raise. We know that. But, oh yeah, you know, somehow Tampa was able to kind of talk to him very politely. Yeah, like a sweetheart deal there. Well, you call it a sweetheart, but I think, you know, Stamkos took a lower number than the open market. Kucherov got a lower number and but, Braden Point. But do you think that's because the team has been that good for that long? Like they they've been to what is it? Four of the last six conference finals in the and East one, or something and like one, that. And one cup in that. And a cup in that. And a cup yeah. final, right. Yeah. Like so they're close. And maybe those guys are thinking, you know what, this is my shot. Like a stamp goes is thinking this is my shot. Right. Cause he's been, right. A, he's been around for a little bit. So, you know, he's going to take a little bit less. I, I think a lot of it too, right. Was uh, Steve Eiserman was there as the GM during yeah. those, during those contract talks. And he was part of Detroit Red Wings teams where guys took hometown discounts well you also gotta to remember they there spent like a billion dollars they spent when there was no salary cap but still yeah they probably they got less than what the rangers were they offering got less than Philly. what the market yeah. was yeah exactly because sure. back back then it was i mean i can only imagine some of the contracts that were out back then um it was never published but it would you know it is really interesting you know somehow i, I you hear that that talk like around the league, other teams can get it done for this dollar amount. And for some odd reason in certain places, you know, they can't, they can't get that number so, done for whatever reason. So in those situations too, is it, it's not, maybe it's not just about the money. Maybe it's about the team situation. Like they have really good relationships with the players and, you know, the players' families and the kids go to school together, whatever it is, right? Because, like, they're... Yeah, they're it's still, a team environment. They're still just, like, people going to work, you know? So maybe it's it's the fact that, you know, they, they like where they're at, um, both from a, you know, playing hockey in the NHL standpoint and also from a where they live and, 
their lifestyle there and and the people that they hang out with because that's like their peer group is like the team like you're not going to leave that i don't think if you think it's that great you know so i i think more goes into it than just the money too um but, well, yeah, Brain Point's Canadian, so do you think he really wants to play in some of those cities where he probably couldn't go out to eat or anything? I'm well, sure in Florida there's some some well, joints he can go into and no one knows who he is. Well, I would look at it this way. like like I like to fish, so he's in Florida. He can go out every day and go fishing. I don't know, <laughs> like, I don't know what his deal is. He, he probably plays golf. So. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yep, nothing wrong with that at all. John Walker. Yo, you said that Dallas Stars could not score goals. I, I and did they, like two and weeks they, ago. And they are up on the Colorado Avalanche in their series. They're hey, up hey. against Landeskog, McKinnon, Rantanen, Makar, Kadri, Burakovsky, Makar. Yes. An offensive juggernaut. And the funny thing is, during the regular season, they were not even close to an offensive juggernaut. Uh, Gary Onoff for them had the league, or sorry, the oh, team hold, lead. Hold. The team lead. Hold on, Dennis. The Dallas Stars were not. No. Yes. Okay. Their team lead. Sorry, I, I corrected it halfway before you <laughs> corrected me as well. Their team leader was not Jamie Ben. Was not John Klingberg, was not Tyler Sagan, was not Rupe Hintz, was erratic facts on any one of those. It was Good Dennis names. Garionov. Yes, Dennis Garionov, he had 20 goals. Oh. He also leads them, and the playoffs was scoring with eight goals too. And since that game six explosion coming back from the 3 0 deficit against Calgary, they have scored three or more goals in every game against the Avs. So I'm. Am I a believer now? Yeah, definitely. I think their coach, Rick Bonus, I did I don't know what he did in terms of like changing up the four check or something. I'm sure there's something if I were to watch more of their games, you know, going back. Yeah. But he really yeah. tied it together. But that team in general, I mean, they have the talent. They had a really rough year. I know what they've done. They, ooh, do Whoa. tell. They injured both of the goalies, so they're on their third string goalie. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the other thing too. That's the other thing too. Michael Hutchinson won it did, when it when this podcast airs. It'll be two days. It'll be on Wednesday. He actually was driven out of Toronto for obvious reasons. He had a three point eight six yeah, goals against yeah, he's average, bad. and he has his save percentage was point eight eight six. Horrible. Now he went in last night. Did very well, I thought, you know, against a team that's kind of buzzing with Dallas and yeah. came out with a W. But Francois, well, it's, regular it's a little easier to get a W when you have five goals in the first period. That's true. I, I fully agree. <laughs> yeah, but I it makes well. the game a little easier. Yeah, Francois in the regular season had more wins than Grubauer and everything. So on paper, you're kind of like, oh, man, eh, should be all right. Grubauer got hurt. Francois is, for whatever reason, didn't play and – We'll, we'll kind of see what happens with that series. I mean, that's something, you know, the, the Avs, too, are a team that could get really hot offensively. And if Michael Hutchinson, let's say, catches fire, because five years ago when he was with the Jets, he did yeah, win he 21 well. games. Yeah. He won yeah. 21 he, games. Yeah. Um, 
But Dallas, I mean, you know, offensively, man, everything's clicking so well for them. I mean, they look all of a sudden strong. They look great. And, and, and in general too, like Dallas is a bigger, stronger team, but they can skate really well. They have like Foxa and Cogliano and Hintz and Klingberg. Those guys can skate. They're not, they're not a bunch of like big guys out there that aren't moving. I mean, it's a good kinda, team. Yeah, it, it is. Right. It and is. I get, like, I don't want to give you too much stuff, but like, yeah, they didn't score goals in the regular season. It's a good team though. They should be scoring goals. Give it to them, Rego. No, man. Like they have, they have Sagan, they have Ben, they have uh, Radulov, uh, Rupe Hintz. Like they have all these guys. Uh, Miro Haskinen has been a revelation, I think, oh, he's in a beast. these playoffs, yeah. right? Like nobody, like everybody knew who he was, but nobody knew like he had that kind of uh, offensive production in him. Um, and and so, like, but them playing Colorado uh, and taking that lead, uh, I think, was a surprise. Like, definitely. Well, in, in two, I think the other thing, I mean, you could say whatever you want. Grubauer got hurt, yada, yada, yada. But if you look at Colorado, they're really, like, keying in on everybody. And the way that they're forechecking against a younger decor for the Avs, now that Johnson, yeah. It, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, Gerard. Their, yeah. The Eric Johnson injury was huge for them because he, he was a stabilizer on the blue line uh, as far as minutes. So, you know, like everybody, and we've talked about Kale McCarr. Everybody knows who he is. Um, the kid can skate. He can generate offense. He's actually pretty good in his own zone. Uh, but he's, he can't play those big minutes against the other team's star players, right? Like he's not going to, he's not a shutdown defenseman. Um, Eric Johnson can play those minutes for Colorado. He can protect McCarr from those minutes. Um, with him being out, uh, that's a big deal. I, I actually think it's a it's slightly bigger deal than Grubauer getting hurt for them. Because I, yeah. I think if Eric if Eric Johnson is still in, it might help Francois out, who's now unfit to play too but you know whatever yeah i mean kind of what we we're saying like talk talk about a weird year for goalies in the nhl playoffs and the bubble especially oh, but but i i think who's it's the more string? who's the fourth string who's gonna come in I, next i forget his name but there was something where he stayed in protocol in minnesota where he's at so when he found yes. out that Francois wow. wasn't playing and i forget his name i apologize to the poor guy he drove all the way from minnesota to the bubble yeah, because he yeah. had to be there. So I mean, yeah, is he is he in the that. bubble? He's in. Yeah, he's yeah, physically he, in the bubble. He drove. He drove. He dressed up. last night. I gotta find this. Yeah, from <laughs> it, the story is he drove up from Minnesota to Edmonton. He he had stayed like in personal quarantine or something like that, uh, so that you know he wouldn't be sick. Yeah, in the he event had he had to, go had to play. Up. Right, and well, he had he had to go up. 
because <laughs> Colorado's on their third goalie that they had. Now the he's enjoying Timbits in the now, bubble. Yeah, now he, yeah, <laughs> he's getting free. He's getting free Timmy Hose in the bubble. <laughs> but but the so the goaltending situations in the bubble uh, or in both bubbles have been really weird. Like there's the Colorado situation. Uh, uh, Markstrom was hurt apparently and he's out in the vegas vancouver series right now uh you know we we talked about a couple weeks ago uh rask leaving the bubble because of you know family illness Mm -hmm. uh which is totally understandable but you know halak has to go in for boston um you know you're talking about demko he's who you're talking about john no, oh, he's, he's with Vancouver. No, no. De- so, yeah, so Demko, Thatcher Demko uh, is with Vancouver. Yep. And there was some question. I don't know if he started or not, but there was some question on whether he was maybe going to start tonight. He did. He started tonight. Did he actually Demko, start? Demko's in the game. Yep. Yeah. So he's a Boston College product, right? Uh, yeah. I Boston think he – I'm pretty sure he played – World Juniors at some point for he USA. He, yeah, he's been in uh, Utica with the Comets for the last couple of years, and he went to the Calder uh, Cup. I forget who they played, but yeah, he's been there. He's, he's been around the last couple of years. Good. He's good. Yeah. Aaron, you should have seen him on your uh, BGM mode. Yeah, I, I actually <laughs> was on, on your G- BGM. This name is not new to me because. Yeah. He is actually like the star goalie in be a GM mode. Yes. <laughs> in the 23 season, the 2023 season. He took the Cup final and lost. This is where it all starts. That's right. right. <laughs> well, as interesting as my be a GM mode on Xbox is, uh, I think that uh, probably said enough for tonight. So we'll call it here. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll catch you next week. <laughs>